The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussion. Hey guys, uh, click this. Here we are. Welcome back. Another week. Another week has passed. Sorry, I didn't want to get up. So, uh, I'm Sean. Kevin is here. There he is. And you are here, listener, viewer. You listen to your podcast or you try and watch them, Kev? On, uh, not us. I mean, like the ones that you in- enjoy. The ones you enjoy. Uh,. I usually watch Rogan on on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, is it his his foldy pug like face that you enjoy seeing, or is it uh, is there just uh, are no, we just conditioned it, to it, watching it, shows? No, I think that a lot a lot of times I'm not familiar with the people that he has on. You know, so I want to get I want to get it's more to get their vibe than it is to get. You know, what do you think the the popularity of that show? is related to um i I think uh, you know he's i mean he's a good comic he does uh he's he's you know he's he's been the voice of uh of of, uh mma for my whole life yeah i know but it's it's just disproportionately popular to other podcasts in the space it's not I a niche it, you know it's he has no, everybody but he, on. He also, yeah and he also ha- i mean he li- he uh i don't know he does a lot of shit that i'm interested in he talks about you know longevity he talks about uh feeling i mean it's just yeah yeah he's a he's a fantastic interview he's just okay so it's the question so it is the interview that you are a fan of but every fan of Rogan himself. Yeah, I am. I am. I. I mean, I. I actually thought the guy was 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 something special when he was uh, eating worms, making people eat worms. I should say on Fear Factor. Oh, Fear Factor. Yeah, I always forget that he that he did that. I don't. Well, it was uh, uh, a week filled with your feedback out there. So, uh, Jay Ortega, why didn't Tony Khan just hire Lisa Wolf? All this backstage fighting could have been resolved if she got all their wives together and had a picnic with Detroit Square Pizza. If anyone doesn't remember the Lisa Wolf reference, that is a former uh, WWE employee that was hired from uh, the NFL, NBA, NFL, where she uh, organized outings with the uh, players' wives, the quarterbacks' wives. So, yeah, maybe uh, Tony Khan should think about that. Yeah, she was so effective with us. Windy City, Shy Town challenges and reviews. Go ahead. What, I was just going to say that's what you need is one more fucking lump of shit on your roster. Oh boy! <laughs> somebody, somebody not not pulling their weight. Some house cleaning to be done. Is that is that what you're suggesting? Perhaps. Hey man. Hey, my money. 
Um, Windy City Shy Town challenges and reviews. This whole episode was fucked. L M A O. I mean that in a great way. I checked out the merch and just crack up that there's an 11 soft selection of stuff. Definitely going to purchase my click this merch as should you available in super soft luxury cotton. Um, coach Kevin, I could care less about your political views. Any guy who pisses in a bottle while working his podcast gets my vote for any political office. LMFAO. Well, I mean, I, I didn't see a break. I, I looked up. I'm like, man, I've been holding my pit. I mean, like, there's a there's a certain point when you go from being a Spartan to getting a fucking uh, urinary tract infection. I was right. just like, man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta dump some urine. And then some, somebody said something like, wow, man. Uh, by the color of your urine, you look like you're 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 highly dehydrated. I'm like, if you're dehydrated, you can't. It's you're, you're it's holding clear. your yeah. But and uh, holding your piss is a, is a, yeah. Holding yeah. I'm I'm so dehydrated I can't hold my piss. Let's. But maybe um, for someone out on the uh, on the campaign trail, uh, on the stump, maybe just behind the podium and then just put the fucking bottle up there i'd love to see biden try that shit hold on a minute and then just biden had a had a a spike today he he, he shot up to 43 percent uh favorability Uh, uh, the putin thing you think no i it's you know it's his 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 favorability goes with the gas prices so uh i think i'm paying 398 for premium on lead right now on the uh, on the inlet, so uh, his pop- his popularity was fucking plummet once that once that gets up, yeah, four ten. Uh Donna Bishop, I absolutely love the relationship you have with your son. Sending positive vibes as you recover from the current unpleasantness caused by the hurricane. Thank so. you. We appreciate it. A a standout father-son team, tag team. You know, it brings me to, since you mentioned Tristan, um, Tristan's a musician, and I wanted to ask you about this gig coming up. Now, Palm Coast, that's that's my hood. That's my Florida hood anyway. It's called uh, Flowway Fest, and it's going to be the uh, the 22nd, is it, Tristan? Bring up, uh, Tristan, are you on camera? Yeah, um, that's going to be on the 22nd, uh, full day festival, uh, food trucks, different types of music, everything else. I'm going to be doing an acoustic set with um, some originals, some covers, and some basic just banter. Is it um, having a good time like this show? You, you've been trained well. Um, yeah, exactly. Is it uh, is it like folksy um, acoustic or is it like got like a rock edge? What's the I think we got uh, three stages set up. So there will be one that's more like folk acoustic and um, they're going to have some like R&B hip hop on one stage and then like full. So it's like a, it's like a true festival uh, vibe, like a, uh, yeah, a Lollapalooza sure. or something like that. Yeah. Basically a mini one. 
What's the location in uh, Palm Coast? So our fans. Um, know. it's at the city center. Okay, there you go. I'm gonna miss you by a week. I'm gonna be down there uh, first week of November. So you're gonna have to do private show uh, on the beach. What's left of it? There's nothing left. Unfucking believable. Um, did you know that there uh, there is in fact a USA Mullet Championship? I know. You're shocked. I'm going to tell you right now, though. This is the search for... Uh, oh Christ, I can't get this up on my screen here. It is the search for the best mullet. Okay? this uh, Steve, do you, does that link work to the story for you? I'm not getting it here. It's making me subscribe. But um, from a lot of 30, it was narrowed down to 14... And then there's a national chimp. So this is like the the regional. Um, and then there's a uh, then there's a national. I think the nationals are in Florida. I don't say. think anybody could have could have beaten Shawn Michaels in his in his prime. See, but he looked good somehow with that. Is it just? Well, he's because a good looking guy, but I it's mean, the rest was, of them, right? That was a Kentucky waterfall like nobody's business. <laughs> I mean, if you show up in anything but a fucking eye rock, you you you're fucking up, right? You know, that's, that's, that's I rock hair right there, baby. Yeah, you're right. So, like, anyone with that hair, if they had, like, the typical pockmarked, toothless vibe going on in the front, that would have been the statement. But because Sean was a good-looking guy, and he was fit, and he looked good in the ring, he made the mullet work. You know, yeah. not, not not so much in some uh, of no, the other I, in-ring town. It, it was funny when it, we, we went to uh, Vegas, and uh, this is back when we, we used to do the... Uh, the video convention, and we went nappy? over. Nappy was it? Nappy? No, the the the, the just videos. We, okay. we we were there for Coliseum Home Video, and which sold the uh, WWE uh, tapes at the time. And um, there was Adult World, and we were talking to a couple of the girls from Vivid. Yeah, you were, and uh, they were like, "Why do all you wrestlers have hockey haircuts?" And we're like, "What?" And immediately, man, we just everybody started growing the shit up. <laughs> when it once it was referred to as the hockey player, yeah, I was like, well, we're like, oh, okay, that's not cool. So, yeah, but yeah. you, I should tell everyone because don't think I didn't look for you at one of the stages in your in ring career with the mullet to show during this segment. You never did the mullet. You always had oh, the front grown out. To the side, right? No, I, no. I, when I when I first came in as is the bodyguard Diesel, I'm 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 ripping a mullet. Are you really? See, I yeah. The 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 pictures I saw, you always had a, a part with the with the hair down the side. Yeah. Thought you were you would to, you were to be spared. Um, Nobody was spared. <laughs> yes, myself included. Yeah. I had the. I gotta find a picture. I had the center part, like with the feathered. The feathered front, the, 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 the Peter back. Frampton look. Yeah, it was the asshole on wheels fucking look when Fra I had Frampton. It. Frampton comes alive look. Um, he had musical talent though, unlike myself. Doesn't mean I didn't try to play, but I don't watch much television. But one of the shows I consistently watch is it. It was called. Um, uh, I think it was called uh, like Live on Patrol. It's on. It's called On Patrol Live now. Okay, it was taken off TV during the, you know, when everybody 
was bashing the police. And uh, so it's, it's back now. And it's live. It's three hours live on Friday and Saturday nights. And they follow like eight police departments in real time. So they'll be like, okay, something's going on in Indiana. And they'll go to the camera guy in the car in Indiana and they're going to a call. And sometimes it's exciting in a chase. And then sometimes it's the mundane police work. But usually on a Friday, Saturday night, as the hours get a little lower at the 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock point, it gets interesting. Now, one of the departments they follow is is Volusia County Sheriff's Office. Nice. So, um, and uh, here's a clip. I'm not sure where, I'm not sure if this was Volusia. We'll, we'll know in a second. But uh, I'm going to call gimmick infringement on this. got to listen to her. He asks her her name. Two jumping bags. Big sexy? Big sexy. Big sexy? Yeah. There she is. Big sexy. Yeah. Does the moniker apply to her out of Nye County, Nevada? No. No. Her delivery. Play that again. Her delivery was great. Big sexy. She's very, very stylized. Big sexy? Big sexy. Love it. Big sexy. Yeah. You should have done your in-ring uh, announcement. Yeah. I popped. It's fucking 1130 at night. I'm sitting on the couch, bleary-eyed. My family's asleep. I'm like, whoa! So you don't, so you don't watch fucking any, any television, but you're going to come up with that fucking piece of shit? Is something you actually watch? Absolutely. I'll put that over. Well, all right. What have I watched? I don't find much time to watch television. So uh, that is do? a show that's on my DVR. What do I do? I, I, I steer the SS Nash all week at, uh, of avoiding one uh, fucking oh, iceberg fuck. after the next. I, um, you know, I, you know, there's, there's books being written. There's, uh, you know, there's a lot going on. But uh, you should watch the show. Volusia County. You, oh, you, you can see gonna, neighbors. I could give. T- I don't get. I don't, I don't care. All right, UFC 280 is here, Kevin, and you can get closer to the octagon with DraftKings Sportsbook. I love DraftKings. It's on my phone. I use it. I wager. I win. I'm loving me some DraftKings. And uh, that was very, very, very Alabama of me. But um, listen, they are the official sports betting partner of the UFC. So right now, new customers can bet $5 on UFC 280 and get $200 in free bets if your fighter wins. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook, today is the day this offers out of this world. Plus, you can also double your winnings on a same-game parlay. I do this with football. Within the same game, I might take what the quarter, whether the quarterback will throw X amount of yards, 250 yards, 280 yards, then maybe if uh, which team will win, and then maybe uh, the running back might be the first to score a touchdown. You put those three together and it multiplies your winnings you can do this with ufc 280 this weekend combine multiple bets like which fighter is going to win how long the fight will last and there's more options also everyone who wants to boost their winnings place a ufc 280 same game parlay today download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code tknp the kevin nash podcast tknp throw down five dollars on ufc 280 and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your fighter wins that's code 
TKNP this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook. And we thank DraftKings for coming aboard with Click This. Did you see that bullshit call, by the way, uh, 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 roughing the passer on, on Tom Brady? Now, I know some guys you can't breathe on anymore. I, 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 I said last year when they had that playoff game and he got bloodied and they didn't call it, I said, man, I said, you know, they're going to, they're going to, after the season's over, they're going to all go to some room and go, uh, the Brady gentleman, if he comes back, <laughs> nobody touches him. Okay. Well, it must have happened because this fucking, all right, here it is. This gets a flag. That got a flag. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 the slinging, like to, like you know, to he it. rolled. He was on his way down. He's three hundred pounds. Here, let's catch it here. I mean, if that was in a prison cell, you might get like you know, sodomy charge. I don't know. To me, like he's, he's... I don't. You know, know. You know, it cost him the game. I mean, it's you gotta. Just... When you have him in the grasp, if the, if there's no whistle, you got to go down with him, lest you risk him throwing the ball well, and they, winning the they game. They were talking. They were talking about that, uh, like in the next game. They were talking. I think it was, uh, uh, was it was Buck was talking to Aikman, and uh, Buck said, "Like I'm six one," and Aikman was standing next to him, and Aikman looked like he was like Le- looked like LeBron next to him. And uh, he said, like, these quarterbacks, man, they're like, you know, like Brady. I remember one time it was a, it was a halftime and they were showing the uh, Patriots run off the field and like into the locker room. And Brady, like, you know, came, came with the rest of the crew. I'm just like, whoa, like he's way bigger than you think he is. So, oh, well, yeah, I think all your quarterbacks were tall, right? Because you got to see over the line. You got to be able to throw. I mean, Russell Wilson, there's some, there's, there's some guys that aren't, but I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, six, six threes a good, I mean, that's probably the, we'd have to find, we'd have to find out what the, what the, what the stats are, but I mean, you know, Drew Brees was small. Well, um, Doug Flutie, of course, was famously small and <laughs> didn't work out for him. But. Oh, nor his wife. Um, <laughs> Who was his wife? Am oh, I supposed I to know this? No, I just peeped. Oh, 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 oh. Fa- famously was, small. Yeah. yeah. Step behind. Did Aikman really say you got to take the dress off the quarterbacks? I, I didn't hear him. I didn't hear him say that. I, I don't Interesting. see it. Interesting way to put it. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, maybe he knows something we don't. <laughs> on, on Monday Night Football, apparently. Okay. But, uh, I mean, look, CTE is a thing today, and we touched on it a little bit, and we have to be mindful of all this stuff with athletics, right? It's it's not cool to have a professional athlete play for – what's the average – I saw the average career in the NFL is like four years or something like that uh, overall. So you can't have somebody play professional sports for five years and then end up a vegetable or you know cutting someone's throat in the home. However – yeah, but that's it, it. Then if that's the case, fucking you know, it's like nobody watches NASCAR anymore because basically it's watching slot cars. You know, the cars go every car goes a hundred. I was watching; they had a rain delay one day, 
and I was flipping channels, and they had an old Talladega race. And it was probably, I don't know, 88 or something like that. I mean, these these look like off-the-showroom cutlasses <laughs> with some stickers on it. And they were going like 240 miles an hour. And I was just like, wow. Like, like. How did you watch that for as you criticize my watching the cop show? Well, I didn't see a fucking pair of tits that looked anywhere near as nasty as Big Sexy's. I mean, Jesus, I, I, I couldn't. What were those? You pulled off drag pretty pretty good. You even were slouching down, so you looked a little shorter than the cops, too. Yeah, that's I, I couldn't. I, could, I can't watch ugly people. Today today was the start of, of a Stay bike. in the house, then. I mean, have you walked around? I, 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 the I, east coast of Florida? Dude, I keep my I, my my windows are as tented as they can be. Going, I mean, I got sunglasses on, they're polarized. I try to, I got blinders on. So it's today's the first day of Bike Week. Oh, God. and up and up in front of me are, are three three couples. All right, and I mean, it, it looked like back when the when 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 the Redskins were the Hogs. I mean, it looked like six of the hogs, except three of them were female. And Mrs. John Riggins on the back. Uh, of one. Yeah. And it started to, to, to lightly rain, but it, we, we didn't have a pleasant day today. It was kind of gray. And um, they were just, they were, and it picked up and they were kind of getting pelted. And I, so I pulled up next to him on the side and just looked over at him and like just the misery on their face. You know, the, the only thing that could have like pr- probably pulled them out of out of that out of that misery is maybe a you know somebody said, "Hey, the Gino's pizza rolls are ready" or something. I don't know, but or yeah, they, yeah, no, they psh, these fat fucks, they they would. I mean, <laughs> now you tend to stay thin on on meth, right? Yeah, that's. I would hope if you could but, get uh, if you could get that fat on meth, you, it's like I don't know. So. Do, I mean, don't you lose Day- your teeth? Daytona is like the hub for that bike week, isn't it? It's like it's one of the bigger ones. Yeah, Sturgis, Sturgis, and Daytona, and now see we have two, we we have bike week, which is in like you know March, April, like that's like the bike week, and then they started up with uh, Biketoberfest as the second one, which is actually the better uh, of the two. As far as uh, weather-wise, but right. now that now you've got like down Atlantic, uh, which is two lanes, the the beach road, you've got the uh, right-hand lane basically blocked with those service those uh, the service pro trucks, all the uh, oh the yeah, yeah the all, disaster all the, relief. Yeah, all, so so that whole. So now you've 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 taken all these people and you've you've jacked them into basically one lane of traffic on that side where all the uh, all the condos are, and they come over the bridge and they're funneled. It, it's I mean it, it starts it, it's going to be such a cluster this weekend. There's going to be I predict thirty I, I predict thirty deaths. Are there deaths every year? From oh yeah, yeah. Accidents. Yeah, uh, yeah. Traffic I mean, accidents. Number one, you go down Main Street. I remember one time me and my son went down Main Street when he was young. We just we went down like in the, in the daytime, 
And I just went over and I looked at the odometers on these motorcycles. And there's like 70, 80, 90, $100,000 motorcycle, motorcycles. And their odometers are like 2,200. Like these aren't bikers. These are rich lawyers that go out and, oh. and, 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 yeah. So they're, so they have no clue. And, and they're Executive not vice presidents of WCW on the motorcycle. No, Eric could, Eric could drive. Eric, was Eric, Eric a real bike? I yes, was meant yes, to ask. Yes, that Eric, wasn't Eric, just a put on no, to do the no Eric, Eric pay per view. No, Eric's Eric. No, Eric 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 rides horses. Eric ride. No, Eric's no Eric's real deal. That's a shame. I like to think of him as as uh, I mean, give me something to break his chops about. Like Can we, you ride a motorcycle. Do how did you feel about? Were you at the? Uh, were you there for that pay per view? I, I I think we did three or four of them. Yeah, so you were there for them. Yeah. Right. Did you have to ride? Fuck no. Okay. Hot Wild was it called? Me and, yeah, nah, yeah, me and Scott. Me and Scott showed up the first year in a Taurus. I remember we were driving from like uh, Casper, Wyoming or something like that. And the sun was like blaring in our eyes. I didn't have sunglasses on, but uh, Kid and, and Scott both did. Mm-hmm. And there were some little prairie dogs in the middle of the road. And, I mean, I'm going like 80, and I never stopped. And I just mowed these prairie dogs over. And I didn't see them. And it wasn't like they made like a, like when you hit a coyote or something like that, and you're underneath your, your, your vehicle banging around. Mm. And they just like looked at me like, like I was some like sociopath. Uh, and they're like, dude. I'm like, what? You didn't see them? I said, see what? And they thought I was ripping. And I was like, no, dude, I didn't, I didn't see anything. They're like, you're driving, you can't see. I'm like, well, I see the road. I, man, I man I, you know, I'm sure if the prairie dog was, you know, behind an 18 wheeler, I wouldn't hit it. But yeah, you, um, there's a huge uh, Harley dealership in in Daytona, right? Bruce Bruce Ross Meyer. It was up on, yeah, it's up on. Uh, on uh, one, uh, right? No, it's the, 90, the ninety-five exit 95, onto yeah. one that that merged there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I remember I was driving down to Florida, well, like ten years ago, like fifteen years ago, maybe, and there were all these billboards, and he used to be on them, and he was a a big furry guy, kind of like the bikers we've been talking about, a little overweight for, but but you know, like a look like got, a biker. I got, cast him. He got killed in Sturgis, and unbelievably i'm looking at it, i'm like man i'm like you gotta look like a badass like that to fucking ride one of those things i every time i drive by i'd see all those those bills and then i get into my hotel it was in the summer i turn on the news or whatever he he was killed on the road and what it was was a, it was an old couple in a van pulling a trailer and they had a blind spot and they passed uh bruce and his crew and then they thought they, they that they cleared them, and they just pulled over, and it took them all out. Took 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 Mr. Osmar out. He was a good he was a good dude. Oh, so you know him? Yeah, like oh. anybody anybody that lived here knew him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, got I, knew, I, knew his, I knew his daughters, and yeah, it's just July thirty first, twenty oh nine. Yeah. So it was at that point I decided I would not be getting a Harley. That's all it took. I, um, I could barely drive a fucking car. I'm not getting out something with two wheels. <laughs> remember, 
everybody started driving those. Like, when when I the last time I rode a bike, I had an English racer. You know, I had like the skinny tired, you know, <laughs> Junet, you know, twenty speed. And now everything's got those knobby tires, you know, because they're like off road and everything else. Yeah. It's just like you ride those on cement. It's like it ain't like riding a bike. Like, oh, it's just like riding, getting on riding. And like, no, man. Like we didn't have this. Like we, we went from uh, the Schwins to you know, with the small tire in front and the slick in the back, the orange crates and pea picker and cotton picker and you remember those with the the, the high dollar. Uh, with the stick shift on them? I grew up in a city. So, with concrete. So that's just where you drove. What are you doing? Bottle caps and football manhunt. So that's exactly where you would ride a stingray. Yeah. Okay. We didn't. wasn't exposed to it. It wasn't like, those weren't farm. Those you know, with a, a sissy, with, with, a, with a sissy bar and a small little drum break in front. That motherfucker was, that was like, it was like a low rider, you know? When I, okay. When I was young, I do remember a couple of standout terms. Mongoose. Was that a, a very cool bike at one time? Cause I think some of the cool kids might've had mongooses or, or were stealing them anyway. They were talking about mongooses. I'm, I'm so old. The only mongoose I know is I think Tom McGill and he was a drag racer. I thought we could say drag queen for a minute, but uh, uh, drag racer. Listen, uh, you're flexing uh, an NWO shirt again. I see right no, there. My first, I think my first time. Maybe, maybe I wore a red one once, but this is the first time. Okay. I thought in, in honor of uh, the DX reunion mm -hmm. that I would uh, I would sport my my uh, my my colors. You know who else is 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 flexing some new some new threads? Kim Jong Un. This, oh uh, yeah, Banana yeah. Republic. How about that? Look at this action. He was always in the traditional military garb, very serious all the time. This is him vis visiting a uh, a fish pickling factory. Um, I, I don't know if that in any way prompted the outfit. Is that what one wears to a fish pickling factory? I don't know. That's what I would. That's what I would wear to Tristan's music festival this week. That's what I would. That's. That would be my action. If it's an outdoor festival, that's, I would be there. But Kim Jong-un, of all people. Hey, Hillbilly Un, right there. Hillbilly Jong. I don't know. He's, he's, uh, he's got nukes, so I guess he can do what the fuck he wants, right? Yeah, it's just an, it's an interesting image change for a guy who was so... You know, they used to do those military parades. And yeah, he, but who's going to say something to him? Well... Didn't he have his sister killed? <laughs> yeah, he had something like that. Yeah, it's like, you know. At the airport or something? Yeah, right? hey, 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 dude, that, that ain't working for you. Kill him. Uh, there's, a lot, there's, a, there's a lot going on right now, man. In in the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's an unstable place to be right now, the planet yeah. Earth. I don't, I don't think I want to be, I don't want to be in Tehran uh, anytime soon. And we've got like there's like one journalist that is actually in Tehran, like one. Yeah, well, I saw one, tell you, they, one, yeah, one west one Western uh, correspondent. We don't need actually, that. We don't need that story. It's all good. You know, be safe. Well, I did I mean, see they were. It's 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 pretty. It's it's. I mean, you know, they're they're, they're killing people. They're killing fifteen year old girls over there, man. They're throwing all the protesting. Uh, Youth in uh, insane asylums now. I saw uh, today. Yeah, the ones that they're not killing. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fucked. Pretty fucked out there in the world. Yeah, 
I think. But you uh, know who I'm glad I'm not? Alex Jones. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Oof. Did you see that one billion dollars was the well, award. Yeah, and, and I'm just wondering if the jury was on Austin Powers. One, <laughs> you know, it's like the, the guy's net worth is probably a, a, a buck twenty five to to, to two hundred, and you hit him with a bill. You know what though? It so, so, been... so no, but so so you do that, and everybody does the math. Well, there's ten of us, so we're each going to get no. Doesn't work like that. Like his problem was, if you're gonna, if you're going, you know, you no longer can profitize profitize on uh, misinformation. That's, right. That's that's been that's now been deemed. But it's not misinformation coming from you if you never admit to the fact that you knew that it was misinformation, which he did in court. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, I, I, yeah, I knew, I knew this happened. You're fucked. Right. You know? Right. So now uh, Fox News, who roasted Dominion, you know, through their whole, uh, you know, debunking that Biden won, uh, just got it. The, the the judge just said like, no, we're not throwing it out. It's it's going forward. So Dominion's got the lawsuit against Fox News. It's just like, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, they can they can show uh, damages obviously because the reputation absolutely, of the company, which is uh, which is listen. If you're a voting integrity system, uh, you're the integrity. Uh, that's all you have is is that uh, well, if security I'm getting, if and, uh, I, yeah, if I'm getting as your calling card. If I'm getting a payday, I, I don't want Alex Jones's. I'll, I'll take Murdoch's. I'll take Murdoch's checkbook over over Jones's. Jones, I would have done five hundred million, and the rest of his life hard labor for the families of anyone that lost a child. Um, in in the tragedy, um, just like make him like bitch scrub the floors and fucking wash the cars one house every day of the week 10 hours supervised labor like the chain gang on the side of the road make sure it's scrubbed real good missed a spot there's not enough humiliation in just writing yeah but, checks. but it is 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 his heat just from that or is his heat also uh circumvented from the, the january 6th i mean is it is it an accumulation of we can't get trump so we'll get anybody and everybody uh that associated themselves with donald trump because it looks like i mean you're talking about the teflon don there might be some shrapnel there might be some shrapnel but i mean I, there's a, you know, tomorrow another big another big uh january 6th uh hearing if they've, they've 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 got evidence that points to uh, Trump destabilizing democracy. Mm-hmm. Well, really? We all watched it. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, well, we're still on this? 
I mean, how, how long how long do you sit in a rear chin? <laughs> I go right to the chops. Yeah, I chop my way right out of the. Uh, yeah, exactly. Thing. I chop my I chop myself. I say, come on, you guys. Couple of couple of stiff ones. Let me tell you, speaking of which, it is time for the stiff one of the week, and it is brought to us by Blue Chew. The nights are getting longer, but the breeze isn't the only thing getting stiff. That's right. This segment is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, we all know it's about confidence. It can take you far in life, but listen, it's true in the bedroom, too, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate, and that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Take them anytime, day or night. Plan ahead. Be ready whenever the opportunity arises. The process is simple. Go sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. Best part, besides choking, all online. Done online. Consultations online. Prescription done online your package arrives in the mail you're not waiting online at the pharmacy talking to marge about why uh why you need uh, to add some uh some stiffage um blue Chew's tablets are made in the united states prepared shipped direct to your door in discreet packaging they say there's nothing sexier than confidence and blue chew can help give you that confidence where it counts you don't need to have an issue to do this by the way to improve your surety and your strength you just want to be ready to go at the drop of a dime. So this is a great way to do it. So listen, if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. Have some better sex. And we got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free. It's free, guys. Just try it free. Let us know. Post about it. Brag. Photos if you want. Use promo code NASH at checkout, all right? Just pay $5 for shipping so we can get this to you, okay? That's BlueChew.com, promo code NASH to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring our segment, the stiff one of the week. This one does not involve Hold on, hold on. You. Before we go any further, yeah. two things. One, there was a, a guy that made a comment somewhere. He said that um, – he didn't. He was he was thirty eight years old and didn't need blue chew, but he has used the product and he said he now yields a maglite. You I'm, see I'm, that? I'm saying well, t- t- two or three or four battery, right. big difference. That's anyway, great. second thing, do not fucking give anybody the 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 the, the, the schnavitz on sending pictures of their cock. You don't want that action? No. So if anybody wants to send a picture of their 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 hose, you can send it to Sean. You can, he's on he's on Twitter. We'll do a segment. We can, we'll we'll do a segment like the feet. Yeah, skin it skin it back skin it back with Sean. And an, anteater of the week. <laughs> this stiff one of the week has nothing to do with Kevin Nash or the click. Oh, not directly anyway. But this is Jesse uh, calling out uh, Hogan for stooging on him uh, in regards to the um, the unionization, potential unionization, the move to unionize in professional wrestling. Yeah, let's uh, let's check out Jesse. Came back to Vince. Here's what went down. Well, who stooged you off? One of the boys? Hogan. Hogan stooged you off. Okay. Well, that, uh, that was because of the lawsuit. 
Right, okay. Yeah, no, during the lawsuit, we had to depose Vince. I told my attorney about the union thing. I said, if you can find out who told Vince in this deposition, and I told him those stories. So at that point, my attorney's very brilliant because they ended up beating Vince. Right. He had Vince sitting there, and he said, Mr. McMahon, in deposition, he says, anyone, does, has, has wrestling ever had a union? And Vince, of course, said no. My attorney said, has anyone ever tried to form a union? And Vince paused me and said, yeah, he said, I think Jesse Ventura spouted his mouth off about it one time or another, because now Vince didn't like me. I'm suing him, right? And my attorney said, well, did you hear Mr. Ventura say it? And, and Vince, with no hesitation, oh, no, Hogan, Hulk Hogan told me. And I didn't show no emotion, but I almost fell to the floor, because Hogan was a friend. And I found out, my God, it was Hogan who stooged me to Vince for trying to use, and Hogan denies it. Well, Vince admitted it under under oath in a federal deposition, and he also admitted it on Larry King's show, because Larry breached the subject with him, and he backed it up again. So you tell me who's lying, Hogan or Vince? Wow. Look, look, I want to credit uh, RF Video for that. I try to credit. Whenever we play these clips, I'll try to give it one on You tell me, Oliver. <laughs> He does a good Kevin Nash, doesn't he? Yeah, he, 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 he's a great Sasa. But uh, who the who the hell would he have thought would have would have gone to Vince with that? Who would have had the most to lose with a locker room shakeup? But the guy, remember, we were we were talking a little bit. Well, I think it was off camera the other day about about unionization and yeah, you're saying right. top guys. That, this wouldn't have worked for the top guys. No, they, they unionized to take care of the the, the little man. So when you, when you're talking about what do you got eight eight to twelve top spots in in, in, a, in a promotion, it's one of those one of those guys that's going to say I'm number eight. Watch watch me go to fucking number fifty five. <laughs> but uh, but the one thing though that it might have done. Is it might have allowed if if it was if they use like SAG maybe as the model because we have to decide is this entertainment or is this sports? If it's sports, then you look at like the NFLPA or the NBA Players Association. It's not as sports. The model. It's not sports because it's 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 scripted and it's predetermined. But but your bodies are still being put at risk, so there has uh, to be an insurance you're, element. You're, you're stunt. Then you're a stunt man. Okay, so kind of like a stunt man in in SAG. Yep. So. If that's the case, then you'd be participating on in all the television royalties, streaming, reruns. You would have got all the DVD action. I guess that's over now, but videotapes, DVDs, that's, what it, that's where it would have benefited everybody. Top of the card, bottom of the card, middle of the card, is if you were on television. The number, the number one place it would have benefited everybody was it would have benefited everybody with health insurance yeah, for, the, for, them, for themselves and their family. That was the biggest thing. Also, you pay a percentage of your earnings every year to SAG, and that goes towards a pension plan. Mm -hmm. And so the guys that had done 30 years, 20 years, would have that uh, that money uh, vested, mm -hmm. and they would have a pension when they turned 60. I think it's 61. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, so th those two things would happen, but at the same time, you know? But you couldn't do it no. if they were still 1099 contractors, right? No, no. They have right. to be employees to participate. Well, I mean, I, I'm a 1099 when I go into a film. 
No, you you get a W two. You have taxes. Withheld. I know, but I, I I I I'm just saying my my company. Filed. Oh, you're a loan out. You're a loan out to your production company. Or that's different, though. Right. As an individual, you're still getting a W two. They're withholding taxes. You're you're a short term employee. Believe me, I tried to try to get the Disney discount down there. Tell them, yeah, yeah of course, I, of course, I'm an employee. I've done like four films for you. They're like, mm, yeah, not the same. Um, a Florida man or Jersey guy? Here we go. Your, your record is is uh, rather impeccable here. I think you have two losses over 14 weeks. So uh, let's see how. Yeah, you but f- the one the one loss was actually it, it was, was a technical. Yes, there yeah. was a technicality there. So we're gonna give you. Uh, we'll give you credit for that one. All right. Here's the headline. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, one true headline involves a uh, a Florida offender, and one is from a Jersey guy. And Kev's going to tell us which is which. Going to try. All right. The first one: metal musician turns uncle's skeleton into a Skelecaster guitar. The visual on this is unbelievable. You'll see it uh, after we reveal. Metal musician turns Uncle Skeleton into a Skelecaster guitar. And, second headline, a burglar accidentally butt-dialed 911 while discussing the details of the crime with his accomplice. I don't think anybody in Florida has the technical ability to to take a corpse and... And make it into a make it into a guitar. So I'm going to go Jersey with the with the with the corpse, the uncle uncle corpse, uh, Fender, and um, Florida man on the butt dial. Okay, well we how, got how, you. How do we you got you this week. Oh really? We got you this week. We did. Uh, here's the visual on the on the guitar. Fucking unbelievable. <laughs> There's the the spine and the rib cage. T, what do you think about that bad boy? You gonna you gonna whip that out at the festival next week? Holy fuck! It's brutal, but it's I mean it it's a it's a neck. I mean it's a, probably a fender neck. Where are the pickups? Pickups are like the the kidneys. No, it looks like the pickups down there in the L L two region. <laughs> The, the the L two pickups. <laughs> yeah, that's. There you go. Yeah. Thought you were badass out there, our our musicians in the world. Play a family member, and then the uh, the burglar. This was in uh, what city was this? Yeah. Somerset, New Jersey. Uh, the criminal, though, was from Elizabeth, uh, right out there by the airport. I think uh, I think lookers might actually be located is. in Elizabeth proper yep. there. Careless burger, burglar, excuse me, who authorities allege inadvertently dialed 911 and let the police in on his burglary plans before committing the crimes has been indicted. That's uh, Scott Robert Esser. You can't but dial 911 unless it's programmed in your phone but you've got this though if you if you can't unlock the phone 
I don't know how to do it. I've I've seen it sometimes. You have this right here. You've got the. Um, I, of course, Kevin doesn't have an iPhone. He's holding out. He's being counterculture, as he always is. But you've got that emergency there. So if you can't like manage to type, you're in a car accident. You're being hit in the head by Scott Robert Esser as he breaks let's, into your let's, house. Let's you're having your at, uncle's guitar uh, shoved up your ass. You just have to hit emergency there, and it'll do a nine one one call. Let's look at the. Let's look at the uh, of the eight billion people on this planet. Let's. See how many iPhones there are and how many Androids there are. Well, you're saying that it's that it's close. No. You're saying that you're in the majority. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you used to be. I mean, that, no, that was dude. one of the appeals of Apple. Was like, okay, no, you know, we're part of an elite. I'll Google the son of a bitch right now. And if you find that, I'd be I'd be interesting to know. We got a lot of these on the team here. Dom, you're rocking an Android. Here we go. Apple claims 23% of the global, 23% of global share. I don't think that's going to win, Herschel. Well, with Herschel. <laughs> well, what's got like, so what? But what's got the rest of the market though? Where's Android? You're, you're, I refuse to believe it's 67%. Oh, Steve, iPhones have a 65% share of smart- In the United States. In the United States. Okay. 350 million people. Where I believe you currently reside. So uh, The I'm prosecution split- rests. Uh, there's no prosecution. I got I to gotta jump on? All right. The emergency button is on the phone. What, is, what, is, what, is, what has came out of Apple since Jobs died? You know what? You have a point there, and uh, I, I'll certainly a, f- a phone that fucking every year, every year they make a new one, and you've got to get a, a complete charging system to go with it because they, they change. It's like that's how they they nickel and dime you because they have no technology. You are so yeah. right that Jobs kind of took the what was special yeah. about Apple to the damn grave, man. So you guys can so Holy you guys cow. can can fucking suck Apple's cock as much as you want. But I ain't doing it. <laughs> ain't slipping, ain't slipping, ain't slipping past my my, my fucking lips, man. Uh uh-uh. uh You did, um, you did mention uh, DX turning twenty five before. Yeah, and uh, this was on last night's uh, Raw. Well, not last this week's Raw. You, you guys will be watching it a week after. But uh, it did appear on Raw. And um, when you get asked to do these things, before we cover the event, I just want to ask how this works, like for for Sean and Sean and, and, and everybody who was on there. You get brought out. You know right away it's going to be a, a one-shot deal or whatever they want, two shots or whatever it's going to be. It's a one-shot deal. Are you guys still given? Because you, you guys worked at a time where you could come up with your own shit, like – when you guys got together and Sean would go off and stuff and you got to come up with your own shit. Now, when you guys come out now, are you given stuff to say? Do they tell you to write it and just like, let us see it? How does it work? Oh, it's just run. It's run by them. So, so if for you guys, it's the same as the rest of the guys on the roster that night. Everyone's no, they, playing by the same rules. Those, those guys showed up at probably two o'clock in the afternoon and says, you know, what we really need is four rubber uh, chickens we can re- re- refer to as cocks. Okay, let's go out and get them. But, you, but you're not coming up with your own dialogue, I'm saying. 
No, you're not coming up with anything. You just come out. But you guys had great. You're walking out there with an Apple phone in your pocket, and you're fucking, you're just one of the minions. Right. One of the 65%. But, um, but, but you get no kind of props for being good at improv and, and working at a time where you guys came up with your own shit. No, huh? No, vaudeville's dead. Yeah. Right. Unbelievable. So that first segment, you referenced the, the rubber chickens. I, I, I liked that. Okay. So I go on, I go, okay, they're going to, they're going to do okay here. Oh, I thought they were going to do several spots throughout the show. Right, but the way they were treating Triple H too, I thought was great. He had the definitely was doing the the call out to McMahon there. He had the glasses down on his yeah, nose. No, he, he, at the I, monitor. I thought, I thought they would beat him down to submission. Right, it, but through, he, through the whole show, and then but finally, but I, but then when he cursed right before they broke out of that first segment, I thought, nah, it's like he's too hand. He ain't got time to to mess with this shit. He doesn't. I mean, it was like a shoot. Like, I ain't got time to mess with this shit. Because he had to run the show. Yeah. It was just like, it was good. It was, it was, it was, you know, nobody's going <laughs> to, nobody's going to do anything. There's going to be no physicality. Everybody's beat to shit. You no, know, not that. I, I didn't no, I know. That. So, so I, mean, I know. So it's just like, absolutely less is more in that, in that situation. Right. But, um, now, do they shoot the segments throughout the day? Those aren't live, right? Th- those are shot like throughout the day, and they just air them in the not the in ring stuff, obviously, but the backstage stuff. Yeah, the pre. Well, I mean, that just depends. I mean, it, 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 with Paul, I know that was probably shot at three o'clock. Uh, with Vince, that would have been shot live because it would have been changed sixty three times before <laughs> they got to it. Vince was always in, in Gorilla on the. On the headset, right? Talking to mm-hmm. the announcers. Is Paul doing that now? Uh, I, yeah, I would think that Paul would, would because Paul's, Paul's he, Paul wants to make sure, I mean, commentating you know, is, is one of the things that, that uh, allows you to uh, create and then push your vision. So P- Paul may know where the story's going and not necessarily the commentator's. Or Paul may see something uh, that transpires in that segment that needs to be addressed because he's going to go somewhere with it. So he, but he's not going to sit there and tell them, you know, play by play what they need to say, like Vince was doing, which was making people insane. So he would talk like through the whole match. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, from what I've heard, I, I've, I, I have not. Uh, I've done. I, I I I didn't put I didn't put a headset on and do any color commentating, and I also don't have an Apple phone. Right. So because I know I know that I, I have a, I have a feeling that they're both a bad buzz. So, but I am I am on a, I'm, I'm on an Apple right now. This computer's an Apple. Okay. Well, that's good. The resolution's beautiful. It, may, it, it brings out the artwork. It brings out the, the it brings out the artwork and the and the the blue in your eyes. So. Green. So I have green's uh, rare. I, I, have, gr- I have green I have, eyes. I'm hazel. I'm green as well. So the uh, so I'm having Vince in my ear saying what to say through the now uh, now both Vince talking to both both people on the mic. Yeah, everybody. 
You're screaming at everybody. And screaming, huh? <laughs> screaming, Vince. What could be fucking worse as, you, as you're sitting there? You have a match right in front of your face that you're trying to call. And listen, if you've been put on, if you've been put on commentary, there's, they obviously, you've proven your worth to the team at some point. Yeah. That you can call a match. And then you got that maniac screaming in your ear. I don't have anybody. I got to talk to Lawler. Can we get Lawler on here? I mean, Mick, Mick Foley has done, has, has went over this a thousand times. Maybe when he's doing a live podcast, we'll, we'll go on stage and, and ask him about that. How about that? Maybe he can, he can let us know what that's like. So even Mick would, would get, would oh, get yeah. to the point where in, a star. At, at, to the point where where Mick was was visibly upset about. It. Wow. I mean, to the point where he he like he didn't let it, he didn't let it sit. He was just like, no man, like. I, I, he says he said yeah, people that society says, you know, I can't. I, this, this ain't working for me. Wow, I'm getting word here that uh, well, that's one of the reasons that uh, Foley quit, stormed yeah. backstage. Got in Vince's face and said, never again. Stuck a sock in his mouth. Well, all right. Yeah. I'm going to ask. I'm going to have to get, get with Mick about that. It's, a whole, it's just an interesting dynamic to, to be told what to say the whole time. And then the, the, the fever pitch nature of the uh, out-of-control McMahon. Knowing Paul, he's he's not a screamer, right? I, 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 no. I don't imagine him being as. Uh, no, he's just he's not. No. Uh. This is so not Paul. I mean, if if you fucked up to the degree where he was going to yell at you, I'm quite sure he would he would make a mental note or actually make a note to himself and then bring it up after the show was over to that person one on one mm -hmm. to not browbeat them in front of his cohorts because that's just I mean one of the things that I've talked to several people, you know, I, I have correspondence. I, I, I still do. Um, I must have so fucked up tonight. Um, Manscaped. Actually, actually, I put the ball deodorant on my mustache. <laughs> Got so, it backwards, uh, bro. <laughs> I got fucked up. But uh, put the aqua velva on your sack and put the ball deodorant on oh, your. Be a rough day. Oh. Go ahead. You get called back. Yeah, I I, I, I talk to a lot of people, you know, uh, on the telephone, and I, I always ask them like, how how are things different? And they just it's like they can't wait. They're like, oh my god, Th it's, that they're excited. Yeah, it's just like wow, things. I mean, things are so different. You know. So, well, well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it, there's more of a, there's more of a, not even more of. There's an actual team kind of feel to it. I think that's what's missing from AEW right now. I don't think that they there's not a team there. Mm. Right. Well, listen, he's we know he's got the money. He's told us that many times. He could bring in and build whatever team he wants. It's He's electing not to do this. So Tony Khan, I'm, I'm referencing, yeah. obviously. Um, and, uh, 
so all right so getting to uh getting to the broadcast getting to the raw broadcast um were they used well you think sean and and road dog and and sean do you think they uh where are they going to go with it it was a reunion they, i mean it's you know if they had been the carpenters they would have sang you know sang a song and that would have been it. Maybe two. I don't know. I just thought it was promising in the beginning that they, that they could have done that bit a little bit, like trying to get Paul to, to crack and, and, and come on, come back to the team. Come on. Come out with us. Come come with the boys. Come with the boys. And just seeing the, the, the evolution of how they got him to do that. Use some creative little like I think that um, callbacks from the past to try and entice him. And you know, Paul, Paul should be, you know, Paul should be in the, the Hall of Fame on his own. Yeah, Triple H should should be in the Hall of Fame. He never will be because he'll never put himself in there. Mm-hmm. And so the DX situation for him was okay. Uh, you know, it you know they, they had to get China in. They had to get you know, Paul needed to be in, and so they did mention China. Yeah, no, and it was you know it was. Uh, that was a guy I really like. I like, you know, when DX started, you know, it was like they took what the NWO was. And of course, they, they just, you know, that the production value alone just on the break it down. It's just, you know, it just everything was just so much, you know, almost had a rage against the machine. Yeah. I mean, they were a calling card for the attitude era. It sounded like cool, hip. Young, they were like rage. Yeah, questionable absolutely. language with the suck it and the crotch chops. And they were pushing the envelope. Yeah, no, no doubt at, at the time. As, was, as we were being, as we were being, uh, you know, restricted and constricted to, to what we could do by by standards and practices on a daily basis. Oh, TNT, you're talk, uh, um, yeah. Turner, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I saw a thing the other day on the internet, and it was this this guy. I'm not going to put him over. But I hope I hope he realizes uh, someday that he's I blocked him from everything that he has access to of mine. Uh, <laughs> but he asks Eric the question of what co- what was the what was the demise of WCW? And his first thing was was it the Kevin Nash Hulk Hogan finger poke of doom? Or was it he named something else? Or was it giving away the finish, the 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 Mick Foley finish, the same night? Like basically, something that happened that night made us sell, you know, to 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 Vince. And I just said to myself, like, dude, like Eric is like. Eric has a podcast. Eric has went over this a thousand times. How do people, like, when you ask somebody, uh, when you interview somebody, do you go back and make a list of every question that every other interviewer does? And then you, <laughs> you, re- you repeat those? So Eric has to say, in 98, I was, I was brought over to the other tower into a room of, of, of production people and, and high ups. I had no idea who they were. And they started to tell me how I was going to run WCW. And this is a company that I took from losing $10 million to making $300 million a year before. Mm. 
You know, it's like, no, a finger poke of doom didn't end it. There's no one thing that ended up. No. And this has been covered enough by everybody that was in power. I I promise you, I promise you, if you had to pick one thing, it would be the dot-com crash. Because AOL.com owned it, and it went shit belly up. The stock went nowhere. It went from like $50 to $11 in like three days. You know, it's like. But you bring up an interesting thing about standards and practices, because as you guys are trying to, I'm saying you guys, meaning WCW, NWO, as you guys are trying to compete with what's going on on USA Network, you're, you're unable to match the edginess that is over with the younger fans because standards and practices has to look at everything first. We had them in our booking meeting. Right. We had a standards and practice person in our booking meeting. So any, it wasn't like you couldn't even churn the idea. What things would they object to? Was it only language or was it like? Oh, no, you could, you could, I always was able to get by with innuendos. You know, like you, you you had to be really clever and just say, no, that's not what I meant. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember I was sitting in the back of a limousine when, when we were leaving TV. It was just me and Eric. And he said, Kev, he goes, Matt, it's like, it's, it's impossible. He says, we can't, like, to get somebody over. We can't get anybody over. He says, it's, it's, it's impossible with these restrictions. And I said, yeah, I guess so. If you got Val Venus with the towel wrapped around him and Jenna Jameson taking a shower with him, you know, exactly. on, the, on the other, on the other program. Yeah. And, he just, and he just like, wasn't like Eric was, you know, Eric's smart as fuck. You know, Eric was just mm-hmm. like, like, I'm like, dude, you know, as Sullivan would say, the, uh, in, in, in the land of the, uh, the land of the blind, the one eyed man is king. <laughs> We got to get us some Kev on here. Yeah. Brother, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. So, but yeah, so yeah, we, 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 we had, uh, we had an armless pitcher out there. <laughs> the catcher keeps asking for the fastball. He's just going, merely, merely a flesh wound, merely a flesh wound. So, so steering back to the, uh, DX is uh, 25th. Um, I, I, w- was it obvious to everyone and just not me why Billy Gunn wasn't there? Besides the fact that he works for AEW? Oh, he's – what is he doing? He He's got the number one selling T-shirt on uh, wrestling – He's oh, the, uh, on a uh, scissor, scissor me, scissor me ass daddy t-shirt. Oh, the scissor me ass daddy t-shirt. The acclaimed. Right. He also is, um, he's one of their, wherever it's, they've got some place where they train the guys and he's like, they're one of their trainers. Okay. Head trainer. Got it. He's head trainer. Okay. Yeah. Head trainer. Yeah. The scissor reference. Yeah. Got it. So, um, so DX of the of the factions, right? Because 
NWO DX. It's you know it's going on at the same time. You you know you're friends with all these guys. Scott was friends with all these guys on the other channel, the other federation at the time. Are you uh, are you talking off television about what's going on respectively? Like, did you no. still have a relation? Uh-huh. No, because if we did, we would have walked out in Norfolk and said, "What's up?" Oh, with the thing, right? You know, no, but like, yeah. you, like you wouldn't commiserate. You wouldn't get on the phone and call Sean and be like, "Ah, oh, it's just fucked." No, we were, here. we were, no, we were running too hard. Yeah, yeah. What about um, me, and, me and Scott made every house show? It was like Scott and I worked. Kid too. Mm. The three of us worked. Yeah. Um, when we asked Booker T to join the NWO, he said, fuck no, man. You guys work too much. <laughs> That's great. Booker probably knocked four, four or five strokes off his game that summer. <laughs> so Triple H reached out and apparently tried to get Billy Gunn to appear. Didn't happen. No. But um, so now, so Eric at the time. So take me to NWO Eric uh, talking to you guys back. So he gets a limo, says, oh, man, it's can't get anybody over here, whatever. Is he talking about puncturing holes in DX by pilfering more talent? Or what's his game plan when he realizes that his hands are tied? Once once they get Tyson and they and they pull off pull off yeah. that pull off that WrestleMania, there was such a momentum switch, you know. There, um, it's just you know you've, you had at, at that time you know nobody did anywhere near the numbers that that Mike Tyson did. Right. So putting him back in a pay per view situation, and then and then having the Attitude Era was, and I mean. And, and let's not forget there was a a, a, a guy named Steve Austin yeah. that was that was kind of you know heard of him yeah a little bit you know and just like so he's doing what everybody he's beating he's beating the, the, his boss's ass what everybody wants to do on, on Earth I mean when you go back to for these for things like this you've been back several times for uh, for Monday nights and uh, uh pay-per-views the talent that's there the younger talent not the guys that you knew or worked with but like the younger talent they were probably fans right when you were yeah working as a younger man so you're you're instantly over with the locker room when you come back right i mean i you know they, they, everybody appears to be nice to you. What kind of things are they, are they asking you? Business stuff or or in ring stuff or not? No, no. They pretty much take you and they put you in some room. This is Hall of Famers that doesn't have a urinal. That the urinal's like seven hundred yards away. Well, you brought a bottle, so you were okay. No, at WrestleMania was it was brutal. They had one bathroom. Where was these, that? What venue? It, 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 uh, that Buccaneer Stadium. Oh, really? You that far from a fucking restaurant? Oh, it was unbelievable. I mean, there, we we had one in our in our locker room, but you know, it's not like no, it's, it's not like anybody's gonna. You know, basically, you're holding your shit all day. Nobody's gonna lay a deuce in there. You know, you've got Davy Boy's, you got Davy Boy's wife in there. 
in that locker room. It's just, it was, you know, and of course, no booze. Why no booze? Why, of course? Uh, there hadn't been booze at a WrestleMania in so many years. I just, I, every time they say, you know, you're going to go to WrestleMania, I'm like, I'll go back to my hotel room and watch it on a laptop and drink wine and listen to the commentating before I go sit underneath in the belly of some stadium yeah. and and go five hours watching something without a drink. Yeah. Well, listen, staying in shape, you, you guys, that's important, right? Everybody looked good, I have to say. Yeah. Last night, Sean and Sean and uh, Road Dog, everyone looked good. Looked like they looked camera ready. You know, you don't want to see that either. You know, your childhood heroes come back, get teased, and then you're like, Ugh. Ugh, somebody help them. Somebody help them across the room. Yeah, no, but everyone looked good. Sound good? Sound like they're 100. No, but listen, we both know people. Of that of that age group, everybody that's like all early fifties crew. Sean well, may be the oldest. Maybe Sean I was going to say I know Waltman's around no. fifty or fifty one, but yeah. uh, Michael's is not fifty four, fifty five, maybe. Oh, is he fifty five? Okay, all right, but still, I mean, listen, wait, I've 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 worked with people in with a background in the ring in their mid fifties that didn't hold up, but they did, maybe. Maybe it's because of athletic greens. Just thinking about this right mm. now. Listen, our next partner uh, that I'm going to talk about, I use every day. I started taking AG1. I had some gut issues, some uh, stomach health issues. Did not enjoy a, a trip to the emergency room at one point. But um, I've tried drinks before. AG1 by Athletic Greens is completely different. I'm going to tell you this is different. First of all, I'm going to start with, and the, you know, the copy doesn't put me there, but I'm going to start with the taste. That is, it's such a common turnoff with so many supplements that I take is the taste that I preferred taking vitamin or pill form supplements for a very long time. I tried this AG1 and it, it tastes good. I promise you, you try it. It tastes good. It's got a mild, maybe a, a little tropically type. Well, I, I, there's a little banana I taste in there. I don't know if it's everybody's different or if it's intentional, but that's what, what I get from it. So I, I do enjoy it. And I know when I take it, I'm absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to start my day right. It's the first thing I have before me tea. I have the athletic grains before me tea to get me rolling for the day, and it works. Um, sustainability routines are key. AG1 is a daily micro habit, and it makes it easy for me to get all those nutrients. I can get rid of those bottles. It's one scoop, one minute, once a day, every day. Now, I want you to try it. And to do that, we have seen to it. Kevin demands that you get something free for listening to this show. Yeah, right. And uh, Athletic Greens will give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash 
click athleticgreens.com slash click and uh, take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you, Athletic Greens. I don't want to get off DX yet, though. I want to talk about um, timeline. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So there, there is. I mean, with the with the vitamin intake, have you noticed? You notice a change in urine color? No, my 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 urine. I I probably by midday I've eaten and and I've I've drank my tea. Um, so I've got other stuff going on in there. But I will tell you, God's honest truth. My mornings are easier, physically mentally mood mood is is big with me too i don't it doesn't say mood here i'm not attributing i'm not adding copy but maybe because i get a little bit of an energy boost from the ag1 it puts me in a better mood i don't know i mean it just the, the fact that you it's you're i mean it's it's the nutrients i mean there's just there's there's so many micro new my, my micro macros brother but i mean there's a lot of things in there that you just don't get Mm-hmm. You know, like people think, like, "Well, I eat a healthy diet." But you're still—I mean, I take—I um, take the greens in the morning. Then I take two different rounds of uh, supplements throughout the day, not even including like branched-chain amino acids and all my pre-workout, post-workout, like all those things. And uh, I mean, you, you know, like I've noticed that. Since I've been taking the greens, like my my, my urine is 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 much it's a stronger odor than it was, you know. So I, I mean, it's 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 definitely doing its job. Okay, well that's firsthand. What uh, are you what are you drinking, by the way? What, what is, is that? Is that green tea? That's a little uh, little uh, little re- regenerated uh, body fluid I have here. I had to. Uh, was that dodgeball? I started a started my show here in my Gold Peak, exactly. Okay. Trying to cleanse my system. Um, well, no, that's that's actually that's that's good to hear about the uh, about you uh, with the because you're probably you've probably had so many more supplements than I. I mean, physically you wouldn't be able to tell looking at me, but but uh, I'm guessing you've run the gamut with uh, with supplements and and stuff, and you and you do put Athletic Greens right up there. I, anything that anything that's that, that I can take that's um, that has that, that has a flavor that I, that's not. You know, I mean, it's just yeah, that's huge to me. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's a no brainer. I, I mean, it's healthy, but they should make a big deal about that too, because that matters, man. When see, there, there there are times when I'll just take a scoop and throw up my mouth and 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 gulp like three gulps of water on top of it. No fucking way. Yeah. You, you you've taken supplements that way. I take that. I've taken the greens before. That's like how that. you take the. You don't mix it in the little bottle gimmick they give. No, you. I just yeah, see, sometimes I, I just throw a pussy my, like me does it like that. You're a real man. Put you two throw, gulps, put two gulps of water in your mouth, hold it, dump it in there, swallow it, and then do three more gulps. And outrageous. Yeah, you're a real man. No, I've just been taking supplements my whole fucking life. Right. When you when you're Six foot, six foot nine in the fourth grade, <laughs> weigh a buck, a buck five, 
you know, you're in that rare, you're in that rare part of, of the world that can say that thing to pretty much any, to end any argument, because who the fuck is going to argue? Listen, when you're six fucking 10 and 295, who's arguing? What were you in sixth grade? What did you say? No, I was in in sixth grade. I was six, six, four. I could dunk, I could dunk a basketball. That's why you got the chicks, man. Tremendous. Yeah, sixth grade, I did. I was. I was. Basketball coach tried to get me to come out. I'm like, what time's practice? Is right after school. I'm like, sorry, dude, I got to go home and watch Wild Wild West. <laughs> I watched Wild Wild West came out at four o'clock. I watched it every day. He's like, no, sorry, Robert Conrad, James West. Was he the battery on the shoulder? Make make my day. The old, the old Rayovac commercials or Baba Baba Black Sheep. Yeah. They're a little before my generation. Uh, the first runs of these shows that you were watching, but yeah, you don't watch you don't watch you don't watch TV, but you got a Twin Peaks shirt on. I loved Twin Peaks. I'm a I'm a big Lynch fan, man. All right, it's, I know it's an acquired taste. If you're going to make fun of Lynch, it's, it's, no, I okay. fucking black. I, I, I think one of my favorites. I, 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 anytime I see a. Blue Velvet, I'll watch it. I was going to say, you must have a Frank Booth imitation that we can yeah. get right now. now. <laughs> Don't you look at me. <laughs> the funny thing is you look at the content. Say, say you make, you're hotter than Georgia Asphalt. <laughs> you look at the content and then you see Lynch, right, who's like this buttoned up, um, you know, nerd Total fucking art school geek. You ever see his furniture? It's so out there. He yeah, makes, that he, they mean that, yeah, yeah. That's just that he makes. Yeah. There's a great documentary called Pretty as a Picture that I, to, to get a, a peek inside Lynch's mind, it covers his artwork uh, parallel uh, to the films. And uh, I mean, he, he, he is to be admired. I mean, he's brilliant. He's a, he's a meditator. And um, he's, he's one of those guys that when you talk to him, he, he simplifies. He breaks it all down. You know, his quote about someone's asking him like where he gets ideas and all. And he said, ideas are just about the best thing going somewhere lives all the ideas. And then every once in a while, one just bubbles up and it's good. Simplicity. Said 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 by somebody with a hundred and ninety three IQ. Thank you. I was just referring to him, but oh. you make me some furniture. I'll throw you. I'll, I'll throw you a bone. Er, you keep your bone right over there, Big Daddy. <laughs> throw you a bone. Er, Some, somebody's hey. calling for a debate between my my Lynch and your Ventura someday. <laughs> Can have it out over. Uh, it's it's kind of, it was it was it was I just just hearing Jesse tonight today on the on the uh, stiff one was it made, it made my fucking day got you a little inspired didn't it yeah uh, I, well, I, what I, have your interactions I, with him been uh just you know he came into WCW and and did uh, yes you know did color when I was like you know early in my career and I got a chance just he was you know he's just a chill dude you know. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't get a union going in wrestling, but he became the governor of Minnesota. Mi- yeah, Minnesota, man. not bad. Yeah. Um. 
to get back to to uh to the dx uh the dx thing and the fa- okay what do we got oh, we'll love the bad for, guy there a love for scott yeah a little love for scott do you still um i'm off dx a minute but you brought up scott how's it uh how's it going how are you doing with everything i think you know we weird thing happens right you we come to know somebody as a celebrity right i'm talking about the fans right you come to know somebody you experience a very small part of their life on television or in football whatever it is that you're a fan of right and then they go and you're sad but you're only mourning that sliver of them that you came to know that little part of their life that was on television or was playing basketball or whatever. And then there's the other side of it where people lived with him every day. Right. And so you're on the other side. So we know Scott from what we saw of Scott mourned Scott. We're sad about it. And then time moves everybody on. Where are you with everything? Fuck! If you would if you would have told me Scott passed yesterday, I'd be yeah. I, I know. No, I, mean, I haven't. I haven't moved a fucking inch. Right, you haven't. Right. No. You think about him every day. Fuck yeah. What's the thing you miss the most? Was is it? Was it like casual conversation? No, just laughing I, I, with him. No, it's just. Uh, I mean, it's just, I just, everything, just, you know, what do you, what did you miss? What did I miss most about my father? I don't know. The fact he was my father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But my, yeah, my mother, right? She, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, I just did, I just, I just, I was envious last night that they, yeah, you know, the DX guys could go out there and have a reunion, and everybody was there. Right. And, you know, it's kind of why I'm wearing the NWO tonight, because, well, you know, once they killed John Lennon, man, that, that kind of knocked the fucking dick in the dirt for the, the people that, that thought the Beatles would ever get back together. If, if ever they do... um. Would you do, I should say, if they wanted to do an NWO night or something like that, um, would you do it? Um, how would you want them to honor Scott? What would be the right way? I, mean, I would do any. I would do anything that the spotlight was on Scott. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted to do something at WrestleMania, and it was just for me. It was just too soon, right? And it would, depending on what they would want to do moving forward, it would, it would just depend on whether, I don't want to break down on TV, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, this is, I, I just had to go to my happy place to get through this conversation, you know, mm-hmm. just because it's just, you know. Because there will come a day where the NWO will be put back together for something to honor you guys and yeah. Scott. And what would be the right way to do that? I wonder. Uh, they might ask you. 
They might say, "What what would make you guys comfortable?" It's too. It's not. It's not time yet. I know that. Right. Right. It's, yeah. it, I mean, like I said, though, that's that's my opinion, and I'm, I'm I'm entitled to that. You know. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think I, I think actually Scott had had an uh, fucking uh, iPhone. He's such an asshole. <laughs> he probably did. He was fucking cool. Um, but uh, says the guy in the Twin Peaks shirt, who's drinking my piss. Cool. <laughs> Define cool, then. Huh? Define cool, then. I mean. Listen, I'm not well, exactly sitting it, here in a Stranger Things t-shirt. I, 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 I read enough shit about your uh, irony last week about that whole thing. What? Were, People, I wasn't wrong. They were fucking, they were, they were roasting you. Well, I don't give a fuck. They, none of those things <laughs> in, the, in the song were irony. They, what, what he's talking about, for anyone that didn't listen that's last what, week. That's what... That's what that's why we do a show together, because you don't give a fuck either. <laughs> Fucking the unwashed I just, masses. I just pulled the strings just a little bit right there. And I fucked up. The unwashed masses are, are going to question my ability to, to know the English fucking language. Sean snapped. I'm going back. I'm cool. I'm cool. It's cool. Love you all. Love you all, baby. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Fucking shit. Who the fuck? I want to know what they What did? What could you even say? Uh, 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 the, getting married and it rains, the bitch sang in the song, right? Yeah, rain on your wedding day. To, to anyone out there, put it in the comments how that's irony. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I think she's even she's even come out and said that uh, it was a uh, a misnomer to See, call what, it. What people don't get, this is what people don't get. You know, we were just having a touching discussion about Scott two minutes ago. I was screaming. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm glad it was it was it was time to time to get off. I just I could yeah. I could sit here and talk. I could talk about Scott for 44 hours. I don't know if I got hotter about the ironic comments or the check I got in the mail the other day. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. What um, were you going to say? You say something ironic? No, I was going to say this: that like, you know, so many people that like we roast and we say shit on this show. It's like, don't take it personal because you're just a part of a bit, okay? Like you're just a part of a. We use you to fucking to be a part of a bit. And it's I'm, all. A, it's all a work. I yeah. say it all the time. It's all obviously there's some people man, that, like I always like when when I say something about somebody and they 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 their response is only on Facebook because if you read any of my social media and I've only got two outlets which is Twitter and Instagram right it says I don't have Facebook oh so, so they go there purposely yeah they go there purposely like. So that hopefully I get some triple trick because what you just said is exactly what I say. Somebody reaches out to me and says, hey, did I say, I don't give a fuck. That's exactly that's exactly, because I don't. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. It's over with. It's done. 
It's, you know. It's a free ride when you've already paid. It's winning the lottery and dying the next day is what it is. But it ain't irony. It sucks. What ain't irony? <laughs> oh, I gotta come. I gotta come. And I can't get Sarah Silverman out of my head. <laughs> what I, I lost you. What'd you say, Sarah Silverman? I said, yeah, I'm thinking Sarah Silverman right now. Somebody sent me a Twitter thing of, of Sarah Silverman's say, breasts. I'm like, you know, it's easy fucking Uncle Waldo, you freakazoid. I think what I, did they say about them? Or I was don't it a even know. I just saw it and I, and I thought it was photoshopped. And then I fucking you know I I, I, I just I just scan through shit you know oh it was a, it was a picture of, it was a of, picture of like, like but it was like eight pictures on a on a tweet of Sarah Silverman's breasts they're impressive right I I just realized that it was real and just like flipped like I didn't make it bigger or get fucking you didn't I zoom didn't, in. No, I didn't I didn't creepazoid out because it as far as I'm concerned, if she wanted to DM me, follow me and DM me and send a picture of her breasts, that would be one thing. Some somebody's fucking pervy uncle that's been up on charges three times. Working I'll, the Photoshop I'll, gimmick. Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 pass on your fucking nonsense. You'd show me though, right, if you got that DM ever? No, no, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a kiss and tell guy. All right. Except it. Except if it's the summer of '92. All right. That's a. That's a bite the pillow and tell. Uh, oh. But uh, listen. Spe- speaking of these, uh, <laughs> a minute ago, how did we get from Scott to this shit? I swear I- to God. I, we were talking about DX, the factions, talking about maybe getting the NWO together. What could you do for Scott to make it comfortable? And I'm talking about Sarah Silverman's fucking knobs. Uh, I wonder if they're as funny as she is. I have to look for that guy. So I have to look for Uncle Waldo's tweet. No, don't put him over. But uh, listen, g- grief, grief is uh, is a good place to go if i'm going to mention to you and to everybody uh that it is time for a word from our sponsor better help and uh this is uh this is a cause i can get behind um the the internet age the information age has kind of uh helped to make everything a little easier and um Talking to somebody to improve your mental health is no different. Man, I've had so many discussions with people about how mental health is treated in this country. Maybe it's a global thing, but but certainly here now. um, And I think it's changing. And it's thanks to companies like BetterHelp um, and the like that are, are availing services where they are, it would be sometimes uh, difficult. Listen, you hurt your arm and you drive to the hospital, you're going to be cared for. There's no stigma attached to it. You go in, the arm, everyone there knows how to handle it. Having episodes internal, not the same. It's not the same. And it should be tre- treated the same. There should be um, ample availability um, for folks that need that. We've all needed to talk to somebody at some time. 
Uh, if you're think if you're out there thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient. It's accessible, affordable. It's entirely online. You're going to get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. You can switch therapists at any time. Um, if you want to be a better problem solver, I mean, that's what it all comes down to, right? It's solving problems. We're solving our own problems. Sometimes it's a life problem that we need to change our perspective and try and solve. Uh, sometimes it's just something we're dealing with, things that are foisted upon us, death of a friend, things we had no participation in, but maybe we need some guidance in dealing with. There are people that can help, help you find the answer. No one can find it for you. can help you find the answer. The answer is within. So if you want to become a better problem solver, I'm going to task you to visit betterhelp.com slash click. You'll get 10% off your first month of services. Okay. So give it a shot. That's betterhelp.com slash click. And MLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! The five-star reviews are in, and it's confirmed. SaveWithConrad.com can save you thousands. Jimmy E. writes that we saved his family more than $1,000 a month. James S. says we saved his family more than $1,200 a month. But how much can you save? It's free to find out right now at SaveWithConrad.com. But if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, or even worse, if you're in a 30-year loan, it's not a matter of if we can save you money, but a matter of how much at SaveWithConrad.com. All right, we're back. Click this. Kevin Nash podcast. I'm Sean. He's Kevin. Uh, we promise you guys unadulterated, unfettered access to Kevin Nash every week via the hashtag Ask Nash. And uh, King of Clubs has weighed in this week and uh, said, I'm far from a connoisseur, having only tried a few wines so far, but I am a fan of these sweet blackberry wines I found at a couple of stores. Uh, the labels he showed was were uh, Wild Vines and something called St. James Winery. Are you a fan of sweet wines at all? Loving the podcast, man. Hope you are well. Sweet wine? Really? Right. Don't even ask, right? It's not it's not made from grapes, it's not wine. Now what about something like a Moscato that's that's a sweeter wine, but it's a white grape. Are you wiping your are you wiping your vagina? I don't fucking drink it. I'm asking you <laughs> if you've ever been coaxed into sipping something cold from one of them big blue bottles that I see. No. Okay. I'm game yeah. of I'm game of thrones. If I can got a goblet, I'm drinking fucking some drinking red wine. Somebody I will, I will, I will drink, I, I will drink, uh, rose like on a boat or something like that. Right. Cause my cunt is hanging out in the show here. Right. No. Cause you know, when it's, it's higher, it's a higher alcohol, uh, than, than beer. You're not going to get a gluten gut while you're out there with your shirt off. That's a, Nothing like looking like a beach fucking whale at fucking four o'clock in the afternoon because you went out at eight o'clock slugging beers and, eat, and eating Percocets with your buddies. All you had to say was, listen, when you're six foot fucking ten, you need rosé. And we, how do we question it? Well, there's, there's some 14.5 rosés that'll fucking rock you. I'll try one in, in your honor. David Upchurch. Hey, big man. Been a fan since the beginning of the NWO. 
My question is, what do you consider the highlight of your career? Was it winning the belt as Diesel? Was it the start of NWO? Was it beating Goldberg? What do you feel was your biggest accomplishment in wrestling? I mean, it's it, the biggest accomplishment is the, is the fucking ride. The you length know. and the success of the whole ride. Yeah, but it's just the ride. Except, you know, it's just and we, we you were talking. We were talking earlier about um, how people pass, and if you don't know them, how it's it's a shorter duration uh, of sorrow, and you move on. Right, right. But I haven't moved. I haven't moved on past Kobe's death, and I didn't have a personal relationship with Kobe Bryant. Why is that? Do you think? Uh, I, I think because he was, I think he gave so much of his life, uh, and dedicated so much of it to, to, as a 17 year old kid to, to come in the NBA and to, and to be arguably the, the greatest player ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sat the other night and I watched that, uh, there's a, a new thing on Netflix, and it's the uh, I can't fucking remember what it's called, but it's the it's the team that they they put together after we we lost the Olympics, the redeem yeah. team. Yes, the redeem team. So I watched I watched that, and it was just like, you know, there's this this one thing where where, where you know Kobe and, and Paul Gasol had won a couple of championships together at that time, mm-hmm. and. Um, like Kobe said, like I know what they're gonna, I know what they're gonna run the first play, and I'm gonna run right through fucking Paul Gasol. I'm gonna run right through his fucking chest, and like LeBron, everybody like, yeah, right. They fucking threw the ball around. Gasol came to pick him, and Kobe just ran as hard as he could, just fucking speared him, you know, just ran right fucking over him, and it just set a charge. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he, it was just, he just set, set the whole tone. Right. And you're message. talking, and you're talking about, this is international ball. You get five fouls. You don't have a lot to fuck around with. He mm. ended up getting, he ended up getting in foul trouble in that game. And, and they ended up playing Spain twice. And Spain fucking was, was, was tough that year. Mm. And, um, but just, you know, he, he did all that and then he did everything like, he he weathered the storm with that that, that uh, situation that happened in I believe it was Colorado, and you know the the DNA comes back and they they've got the the, the girl that accused him uh, of raping her and she's got like three other uh, three other DNA samples in the crotch of her underwear. Three more. Yeah. Three loads in her underwear. Like, oh, great. Is that true? Is that what happened? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah. So, just, you know, for him to to, to have the relationship, you can, you can see the, the, the relationship he has with his two young daughters and that, uh, mm-hmm. and, the, and the redeem team and his wife, you know, and, and to, to know that they went down, mm-hmm. you know, together and that. It's just, it's, I don't know. He just, I just, you know, he he, he won an Oscar. That's like his first thing that he he basically put his hands on uh, in a production uh, aspect, uh, film wise, a short film, won an Oscar, and it was like he, I just, he had so much, you know, to give and so much that he was going to do because he he had sacrificed so much for so many years and it was it was his time to live. And, mm. it, you know, just 
I don't know. I just say, I, 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 and I know that, I mean, every morning I wake up, I, I, I take it as a blessing. And I think that for so long, because the click was, was intact, that I thought that we were bulletproof. And we, we, mm. can, I, I mean, I came so close in the same year of losing Paul and, and Scott. So, oh, that's re- right. Yeah. When yeah, Hunter was so, like, yeah, yeah, Paul, Paul was, you know, and, um, I just look at that and I say to myself, I think Dallas, I think it was, it was Dallas, Dallas and I were talking and he says, the only thing you can't buy on this fucking planet is time. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't buy time. So that's, like, that's really, you know, so when, <laughs> when Kevin Nash at this point of his life, um, determines that his time is more valuable than uh, somebody in a, in a Midwest state that's fucking around with shit. Uh, they just have to realize, man, that, that it, it, you, you can't afford my time, and you don't you don't get to tell me what to fucking do, and I'll do what the fuck I want to do, and. Uh, there's a, there's a saying that goes around Detroit, and it goes something like this. Hey, motherfucker, you can only kill me once. You wake up in the morning thankful. Who are you kidding that you wake up in the morning? You wake up in the afternoon, and you're thankful. <laughs> no. I'm just going to clarify I, 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 that. No, because you're not there, so you don't know. I always am up by nine o'clock to take my my morning piss. Now, I'm thankful you piss, and then you go back. No, to bed, no, I'm thankful that I'm alive. I take my I take my piss. A lot of times, it is blood and gorged. I look down. I say, <laughs> "Take a look at that, fucking huh, huh? Blue chew, baby. No, I ain't no blue chew, motherfucker. That's that's that's, that's Bob's genetics." <laughs> Big Bob. It's Bob's hog. <laughs> Big Bob. <laughs> Travis B. has written you. He's taken some of his time to write you, and he said, glad I started listening to this podcast. Really didn't have an open spot in the rotation. Now someone's getting bumped. Didn't know you were in the Army. How were you not put in the honor guard? Former 11B coming in at five and a half soft. Always leave room for improvement. Uh, yeah. 11B. What are we talking about here? I'm- 11 Bravo. It's a uh, infantry. Oh, all right. I, I, I was 90. I was 95 Bravo military police. I would not have been a good soldier. I'm not a good order taker. Yeah, it's, it's, I, it's, I'd be questioning. It, it, it's a fucking game like everything else. Right. Now the honor guard of which he speaks. Yeah. Uh, honor guard is usually very, it's, it's a very, uh, synchronized, very, uh, you don't like you know. You would want uh, six foot, like six foot one hundred ninety five pound. Like you would want there to be a a degree of uniform. You wouldn't want Jeffrey the giraffe and fucking. It's one. It's one. Oh, of your, because of the other the yeah. other guys that are suited up, right? Yeah, you know, gotcha. It's like, it's like where they carry a casket, man. Those guys are almost the same size. Josh Rakowski, love listening when lifting. I'm a soon-to-be father. Super nervous. Get another one, motherfucker! You got two more! Come on! Is that is that the drill sergeant? 
No, that was just he. You know, yeah. he's listening to it while we're lifting. I thought it'd be that. Guy. Oh, oh, oh! Get another, yeah. Get, get another, another pump one. going, yeah. Yeah, get another rep. Well, Josh is a soon-to-be father. Super nervous finding out what I'm having tonight. Any advice to a soon-to-be dad from Big Daddy Cool himself? Also, love jackknife. Smoke it before every bowling night. Nice. A little. So sat- he's going to be pretty busy with the kid and the jackknife and the bowling. Well, the sativa is definitely going to have him focused. That <laughs> that jackknife is uh, it's it's a wonderful lover. Um, from the uh, can you play ten frames of of a bowling game on the on the jackknife sativa? How how would how would that heck go? Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, I, last night I fucking was watching. Uh, well, a couple nights ago, I was watching the uh, the Raw show, and I was I was saying earlier that I, I I never watched the commercials, and I got caught watching the commercials, and I said, "Fuck that! That fucking four hundred horsepower Infinity looks like a nice car." And Did I went, you pick one up? No, I just realized I was stoned. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, you're stoned. <laughs> David Van. Oh, all right. So, any any parenting advice? You are uh, you are a father. We, uh, there's a soon to be father. Any any words of wisdom? I, if it's, a, I mean, I, I remember when my wife went in to get. You know, they were going to tell her what we're, what, you know, we're, whether we're going to have a boy or a girl. And uh, last second, I gotta take a sip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, she goes, no, I don't want to know. So she whispers in my ear, and I go, yes! Uh. <laughs> and, and, my, and my wife goes, oh, we're having a boy. Because uh, you know, that was, that, that was that, that's one of the things, Matt. It's just like, and I think I was a great dad until, like, my son turned eight. And then that's kind of where I, like, I lost my dad. So, like, up until eight, I was like, I knew what to do. And then after that, I was like, "Fuck, I don't, I, I'm, I don't have any, you know, you don't have a model for that one." Yeah, man. I don't. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I hope I, I hope I didn't do, do my son too poorly. But uh, I, um, we are our, our second uh, daughter was an uh, was born IVF. So we, uh, you know, there's the point where the doctor says. Uh, we have a few possibilities that have fertilized properly. I'm not going to use the right terminology, probably, but would you like to choose the sex? Now, we did DNA testing on all of them to make sure that, you know, they were, they can do that now, right? They can Healthy, te- right? test the egg and get all the DNA already. So um, I said, and it sounds very Aryan and very Hitler, but I didn't mean it this way. She's like, would you like to choose by gender? I said, of the ones you have, are there any that are genetically superior? <laughs> and she laughed at me. I was like, I didn't mean like that. I, I meant like, you see the DNA. How are they doing? And she said, there's one front runner. I said, well, that's the one you put in. And that was it. That was Lana, who you met a few weeks ago, was shaving my nose. The genetically superior. So I always turn to my wife when like Lana's turning something the wrong way. And I go, genetically superior. Can't take the cap off, but she's superior in so many ways. Like David Van Boglen, who says, Kevin. She'll be the one that cures cancer. Right, exactly. 
I, uh, uh, David Van Bogland, Kevin, when did you first meet Sean Waltman and what was your initial impression of him as a person and a worker? He was, uh, he, he came in as a one, two, three kid. I've told the story a thousand times where they shaved his eyebrow and he yes. glued the smoking guns hats on their heads. And you were so, like, he's riding with us. Uh, I like, I like that motherfucker. Jeremy, with Kevin citing gangster rap as an influence on some of the NWO stuff, did he have any favorite artists or songs? I uh, mean, uh, Tupac. Tupac, I mean, there's I mean, like, there's Tupac and then there's everybody else in, in, in my life. Very good. Todd Stringer, do you know why Razor wore a black elbow pad and a colored elbow pad? Actually, I've seen this asked more than once about the two different elbow pads. Was it he wore the uh, he wore the 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 other one had a razor blade on it that matched his knee pads. Right. The other one was because he had like that he he had some nerve damage in an arm and the bicep was a little smaller. Oh, okay. So, so gotcha. he wore he wore that black one to throw off the illusion that he that he wasn't symmetrical. That's an interesting thing to dig through because there have been workers that have worn things to cover either a uh, an imperfection or like I know um, Barry Darso after he did um, Crusher Khrushchev, he had a very distinct, I don't know if it was a hawk or an eagle, some kind of bird tattoo on his uh, on his arm. So when he went to work as um, demolition, he would pull an armband all the way up to hear to cover that tattoo so that's fine we're gonna have to dig through that a little bit and see what uh what clothing we're really masking things in the ring clothing what'd you call it clothing gear mark caps does that go, hardest- back, does that go back to abdullah is his gear masking those 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 he used to drop those. his tits over two tattoos of uh, of uh, b1 bombers that he had and he just actual, he, actual size yeah exactly his fucking chest was a landing strip oh, mark caps hardest ring to bump in and the softest hardest ever was the sportatorium in dallas it was that fixed ring man i think it was that was a fucking pool table the 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 new japan ones in the in the early 90s were were another i mean those things were for were brought to you by brunswick <laughs> um softest there used to be a wcw ring that like it was a like it was some ring that somebody built in texas man that thing was like a, like i remember coming back when 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 we came back in in 96 and um Scott and I worked that way. We, because we, we're not going to take a bump, you know, <laughs> like, like we didn't take a bump for like whatever it was, like, I don't know, 10 weeks, 11, whatever, however long it was. <laughs> like, we're not fucking bumping for free. And I remember when we, we I think we, I, I don't think we bumped until uh, July 7th, the Bash of the Beach. And I remember taking a bump going, holy shit. Like, this is like fucking like falling three inches onto a futon. Really? Yeah, it was unbelievable. Those other rings, man. We, we had the the Yoko uh, Undertaker oh, rings. Yeah, that had you know and Yoko Bam Bam. Like we had some big some big boys. Wow. So WCW the softest. Yeah. 
also by Mark Caps, venues with the loudest pops versus the quietest. Japanese pops are, are always really quiet. Like you don't you don't pop a Japanese crowd. You fight to get to the ropes, and they they give you a, a applause like applause, it's yeah yeah like it's good fighting spirit. Um, but if you're in there like twenty twenty five minutes, they they'll, they come to life. They appreciate the the length of the match, right? What I'd seen. Well, I I, I wouldn't know. I've never went twenty. You weren't in the twenty five. I've never went twenty five minutes in Japan. Um, we'll have to ask them. Who's that the Osprey guy? Will Osprey? Yeah, we'll have to ask him. Um, loudest pops, craziest arenas. I mean, when we used to go over to, uh, you go to any territory that doesn't get live events and the, and the crowd goes wild. I mean, we used to go to Europe and do test of strength and have the fucking people, people you know. <laughs> like anything else right but like the but the ones we might guess as as the hottest venge garden boston garden maybe Gar- garden philly fuck, no the fucking philly, those are all hard man i think i think rosemont's always a good crowd i've never been to the rosemont where it wasn't a good crowd okay harder to harder to get over you're saying in in, in the big in cities like new york philly yeah because yeah, yeah. It's just they've seen it all. They're jaded. Like to me, like like Uniondale, man. Like fuck, why they picked the Uniondale for the bunkhouse, man? That was the one of the that 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 building was. They hated baby faces. Philadelphia is a fucking. That's a rough fucking town for a. That's baby a heel face. town, big time. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. ECW could have only come out of a city like, like Philly. Did you guys watch ECW when it was on? I used to like when it was kind of in its its its. Uh, I don't know what its heyday was, but I I know that um, I would come I would come to this condo, uh, and I was I'm still living in Phoenix at the time, and I'd come down to this condo and we we would do those uh, like monumental like. You know, three weeks of tapings for WCW where we do like all the worldwides and, you know, and me and Scott would just do all our matches in one, like we'd like do six matches in a day. Mm. I'd walk down with him, he'd walk down with me. And, um, I would come here and stay before the next, you know, because it wasn't going to fly all the way back and then, you know, do, do the nitro. And, um, I don't know where the fuck I was going. Oh, ECW. Did you oh, catch yeah, ECW? And, I, I, and, I, and the, on the Sunshine Network, I would watch ECW. Yep. yep. Sunshine Network and MSG Network, New York and Florida. Two of the contributing things that broke the company. You'll read about it in Todd is God hitting bookshelves in summer 2023. Um, really? You know, that, 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 was, that, that killed him? It was. It was really the relationship between Paul and Todd, which was the biggest thing. But um, they committed to those two TV networks to expand. And collectively, between the two, um, the bill was $6,000 a week. The deal was you pay to get on and you keep the advertising. Um, But as over as they thought they were, 
advertisers wouldn't well, come on. Fuck, they, they, and they also, they, that uh, on that Sunshine Network, they were on like 2.30 in the morning or some shit. With the craziest slots and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was, you know, there were, they were getting the my, my pillow guy's space. <laughs> the Ron Popeil hair uh, spray gimmick. Yeah. But, um. Pocket Fisherman. Remember all that shit? The fucking Fuck, pasta man. maker. Brilliant. I was hypnotized by those fucking I th- things. I think that, I think that his, I wonder if Vegematic or the Pocket Fisherman, I, I bet you the Vegematic is, was his longest running gimmick. The best seller. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if there's a book about him. That would be an interesting read. I would check that out. It'd be a great movie. Yeah. Right, let's get together on You that. know, he's got some fucking skeletons. <laughs> Ron Popeil? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Products that didn't go. The gooseneck dick implant? Something. Um, you know what I'm noticing here uh, at the two-hour mark? That uh, we, uh, we we only briefly, I mean, like, we we it's like brushing up against a cock. We uh, said it was a road to. Touching two. the stampede. And they said it was a road to. We didn't say yeah. it's, you know. Yeah, we'll get there, right? I, I think that after watching the, the couple of news clips about the... Uh, they're going to be uh, manufacturing cars that don't go faster than the speed limits. Is this a fact? Yes. Do you imagine mm. I, living in Flocate? So I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it if it'll go th- if it goes thirty five and a thirty five. But if that motherfucker's going 32 and a 35, and I don't have the fucking, I don't have a, the gas to get around him, I don't care if it's a double yellow, <laughs> I, I'm going to jail. Yeah. I will, I will fire some kind of a shoulder-fired ro- rocket into that car and say, come on, man. The amount of you know what you may save lives from speeding and and, and crashes, but the amount of road rage, oh. some motherfucker, a guy's doing thirty four in front of you and you can't get around him, you'll kill yeah. him at a red light. I, yeah. But uh, what is it? As I said, what it's like NASCAR. Why don't we just make it slot cars? You know, just yeah. put slots in a road and just. I'm gonna go find that Talladega race where they were running those Cutlass Supremes around at uh, 200 miles an no hour. Fucking, I was like, it was, those are the, the Petty Yarborough, fucking the Earnhardt. I mean, that's. I bet you. I bet you. If you look up back there, guys, look up like the average speed at Talladega in '88. Did you ever, you know, when I'm down there, I'm always tempted to do the thing at, at Daytona where they let you get in the car and they, they let you do laps. Not you, I guess you're with a real driver and you can, you can drive the track. I remember when, uh, they took a couple of our, our people, uh, and let them, let them go around 154 average speed. What's that, T? Where's that at? What year? At Talladega. 1988. 1988 Talladega. How fast are they going? How fast? 212. 
Yeah. I, I, like I was, I'm like, God, I'm right by Daytona here. I get in a car. Do, do. Then I'm like, why the fuck would I do that? Why am I tempting fate? We have some very basic fucking rules. These people that jump out of fucking planes, they write songs called ironic. They're not ironic. They drive 200 miles an hour in a car. You're pushing it. We have very basic rules here. We can't fucking fly. We can't move 200 miles an hour. Follow the fucking rules and you won't die. Well, that's uh, they showed this. Uh, this uh, this was when they were trying to sell the uh, idea of a, a car that didn't go faster than the speed limit. And uh, I think they call that anybody in Florida going to the early bird dinner. Oh. But uh, fucking hell. Get out close to the villages. <sighs> You'll have fucking golf carts on the road. Well, you got to be down here. They start renting golf carts <laughs> for people to like. What the fuck are you gonna do? You can't see the they can't see the beach. It's like, oh god, these people driving up and down, looking at the high rises in some thirty all the way up. down by you, maybe not not. Oh uh, no, dude, no. The seriously, whole, uh, yeah. I go to Ormond Beach right now. I'm gonna see. Yeah, because they'll they'll take it on because the, they wanted the the places where they rent it. Or like six miles till they get to a beach fucking <laughs> ramp, then they go down. Now the fucking whole place is destroyed, even well, though yeah. even though it was eighty three degrees today and sunny. <laughs> yeah, you fuck no, yeah, it wasn't sunny. I mean, it's just like it's it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, no, it's <laughs> I'm gonna get ripped. I'm gonna get in shape. I'm gonna get cut like Jesus on the cross. That's some, that's some sunny. That's, oh, some, oh, oh. that's some sunny in Philadelphia. I was watching on patrol live at the time. I don't know. <laughs> Ugh, fuck. Well, uh, let me remind everyone that click this is a production of Bush and Sundance. Now, we're we're going to fucking bail out on that. We don't have one more fucking question. The, 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 no, those were the questions. All right. Those were the questions. Seemed like a fucking wet fart to fucking end the night on. I thought the golf carts in the, the golf carts in Ormond Beach was a fine, fine place to go. All right. You know our uh, our uh, producer here, Steve Kaufman. Graphics by Dominic D'Angelo. Title sequence and audio edit by Wesley Burleson. Theme song Dale Oliver. Technical research Tristan Nash. Go see Tristan. By the way, October twenty second, up in uh, Palm Coast there. I'll doing, be there doing his music thing. Nash will be there. Go to, go wear your uh, eleven soft. Can we do a thing that anyone it's, that it's, wears it's, it's, an eleven soft shirt gets an autograph on their shirt from you? From me? From you? You sign their shirt. Yeah. Okay. Wear your eleven soft shirt. Go see Nash on October twenty second in Palm Coast at the one more time, Tristan at the City Civic Center. City Center. City Center. Flowway. Bring that up again. I want to give the right name. Flowway Fest. Music Festival. Go check them out. Um, copyright 2022 Butch and Sundance Media. Kevin, are we doing another one? I quit. Tapping out? <laughs> I'll try to steer the uh, SS Nash back onto the, into the fucking water. Yeah, you got, you, got, you got a week to do it since, oh. since, since, since I'm such a diva and, and, and take up so much of your fucking time. Oh. Sorry, sorry, I can. Sorry, dude. If you don't want to fucking hear me bitch and bitch moan and shit, 
don't send me anything with fucking figures on it. All right? Oh, the, the, <laughs> yeah, the T-shirt. No, no, I'm not talking about it. You know what I'm talking about between you oh, and Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, to me. fuck. They meant toy, toy no, figures. No, I'm talking about breakdowns and shit. Fuck you. I might be the... I, I, I might be... I might, got, not know, I might not know my times tables, but motherfucker, I can... I, I, when it, when it, and I'm square and everything. I saw the same picture you saw, and, and we're getting it painted the right way. Yeah. We handle things. People got to get used to dealing with Detroit and New Jersey here. I guess. Fuck. Maybe, a, maybe, maybe we should stop talking more like this on our podcast. We should sign off before we, <laughs> we should just sign off before we lose our dedicated following. All right, guys. 